Warning, this episode contains MCU spoilers and may contain leaks and rumours for upcoming projects, so please stop listening if you don't want to hear these. Welcome to the Daily Bugle Podcast. Hi, I'm Seth. And I'm Ollie. Today we'll start by doing an I Am Groot series with you and we'll be continue on to... Information from the recent D23 Disney Expo, which is basically where Disney revealed lots of information and Marvel revealed some very interesting information there. We've just watched the first two episodes of I Am Groot, which are called Groot's First Steps and The Little Guy. And now we're going to tell you our opinions on them. But first, we must start at the very beginning, because it's a very good place to start. Sorry about that. So to start with the first episode, basically, it's not my favourite episode, and it has Groot in his uh, pot, and he gets kind of replaced. <laughs> yes. Uh, by a tree. And the tree... Oh, yeah. Which is not Groot kind of tree. It's just inanimate. Uh, it somehow fights him. So when Groot attacks it, it swings around <laughs> and, and accidentally hits him. Yeah. And when he like breaks one of its branches off, he just gets tangled into the sap. And it's quite entertaining to watch. It doesn't sound as fun when we describe it. No, it doesn't. Then towards the end of the mini episode, uh, he gets knocked and his plant pot shatters. And he also breaks the plants. And too. he finds out he has feet. Yay. And then it's very hilarious. He tries to walk and falls flat on his face. Yeah. And it ends with a lovely view of him sitting next to the plant, back in its pot, staring out into the galaxy. Apart from the fact, as Groot's looking after the plant, not those robots which we didn't tell you about, uh, (laughs) its branches are sellotaped together and he feeds it Cheetos. Yes. Fun. Well, they're not Cheetos, but they look... Cheese balls. They're small orange (laughs) ball things. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favourite part of that episode? Uh, not my favourite episode, but I like it when Groot falls flat on his face. That is funny, and it's not my favourite either, but my favourite part is probably when he hits the plant and just, like, swings around and hits him. Now, for my definite favourite episode, and Seth's second... Second favourite, yeah, ...is Groot, the little... Well, I am Groot, the little guy. So it starts with him just building a treehouse... But then he discover he like lifts well he rages for thirty seven minutes when it gets destroyed. Then he lifts up a rock and underneath is a whole civilization. Of minuscule beings yeah. who are somehow mu- very highly technological yeah. advanced technologically yeah. advanced. At first he messes around with them and <laughs> they get out slingshots and just like Fire tiny pebbles at him. And then he laughs and he blows them and <laughs> yeah. it's like a massive hurricane. And a few seconds later, they get laser guns. And then giant turrets which shoot, like, lasers, which do, do actually hurt Groot. And like, he like, oh. curls up into Wait, a ball. Wait, no, but first, okay. lots of them go out with jetpacks and miniature planes and fire lasers. Yeah, and like and, fighters. Yeah, and he gets he like curls up into a ball and... Farts. And that produces a leaf which lands on the... Civil, like, miniature civilizations, 
And um, it, like, it would provide food for <laughs> yeah, them for like, like years. The hoarding over it and gathering it and stuff. Then and he's Groot, seeing, yeah. thinking he's being clever, goes and gets a massive pile of leaves and, and as goes he's back running to give it to backwards, him. he steps on them and you just hear a crunch and he and looks. And then down. guiltily yeah. he just puts the rock, rock back, back over and backs it away. And backs but then away. luckily some of them survived, so but they're Yay. like entire <laughs> but all there. City, the city and stuff was destroyed. Yeah. But hopefully they'll return and try and take over over the galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy Three. But probably not. Now for Groot's pursuit, which is episode three. Basically, it starts with Groot like being disturbed by something tonight. So he gets up, looks around, can't find anything, and goes for the toilet. Afterwards, he hears the noise again. The wall breaks next to him. And he walks through it and onto a walkway kind of thing. And then Goo, which you've seen earlier in the episode, gathers together and creates a mirror of him. And this mirror dances. Well, first they have an argument <laughs> about I'm Groot, I'm Groot, I'm Groot. But then they have a dance off, which is very fun in my opinion. It's then the, and that's you find they... out whether Goo can form kind of anything. Yeah, it's a shape shifting goo. And it like criticizes Groot's dance and it's like, no, no, no. You go, it's step, step, it's not step, step, turn, it's step, step, pirouette. And then Groot doesn't like it, so he just like dances with it like, and leads it towards... He dances it into the, the hatch thing. The, well, what is it? the thing which sends him into space. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And then he just blasts it off into space. Yes. And yeah. But yeah, so that is my second favourite episode because I find the dance-off very, third, very fun. favourite episode, maybe, maybe fourth. <laughs> So now for my favourite episode, Groot takes a bath. So it begins with Groot in like a foresty area and he finds a like a mud pool kind of and gets in. He kind of makes it like a jacuzzi and adds different like plants and like goo. Bug juice which turns it blue. That so that makes it really nice. And then uh, he puts cucumbers over his eyes <laughs> and wakes up later or like takes them off. And he's covered in leaves. Because, he then goes yeah. find. He finds a reflective surface, turns his fingers into scissors, and like gives himself lots of looks, including. So he gives himself an afro at the start. He gives. Yeah. He covers his whole head in leaves. Yeah. Can, can yeah. I just explain how it happens? So basically, it's wherever he puts the mud, the plant grows. Yeah. So, so as I was saying, afro. He becomes a like a, he gives himself muscles and a moustache to be yeah. like a wrestler. He becomes a centaur. At one a point. centaur and the like. It, it the, looks kind of Marie Antoinette. Yeah, he gets a dress and, and like a, that and kind like of a big wig. yeah big wig, and that's very yeah. funny. And then this rainbow furry creature yeah, like comes and destroys his outfit. Because I was like annoyed it, by yeah. him. Then he finds out there's no mud left in the pool. So he can't make any more outfits. The creature laughs at him and then Groot kills it. Well, <laughs> no. he doesn't kill it, he just steals all its fur and tail and, it. and turns it into a scarf and it ends with the little creature just like shivering, shivering in its face. But yes. So why is it your favourite episode? It's just hilarious, like yeah. him in lots of the, those different costumes. My favourite costume is either the Mary Antoinette because he like cuts yeah. and says, I am Groot. <laughs> uh, or centaur, just because... Like yeah, I like the strong man ones. Oh, yeah, that's fun. And the final episode of I Am Groot is called Magnum Opus. Opus. So, basically, 
Bruce is going around the big Ravager ship. I think it's a set after Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And, well, yeah, basically he's going around the Ravager ship and getting various bits of equipment, including the front of an ALF comic, a hard drive or a hard disk or something from the ship, some fuel rods, Drax's soap and Rocket's fur, and then he blows up the hard drive disc bob or the, comp- the thingy, and just so he can get it to rain glitter, and he uses lots of glue and stuff, and basically, the next thing you see is Rocket marching along the corridor, corridor very tired, then he looks in, and sees that a room is just on fire, with holes in the floor and everything, and Groot's trying to patch over one of them with masking tape. Rocket gets, like, not angry, but annoyed at him. And then he laughs when he sees Jack's soap, saying that Jack was looking everywhere for it. And then Groot hands him the, well, what he's been making, and it turns out it's a self portrait of himself with all of the guns of the galaxy. And Rocket's like, I can't say I'm mad at you. And then Groot leaves, sliding off on Drax's soap. And then Rocket nearly gets up into space, basically. Overall, I think I Am Groot is an amazing series, and it's just the right length. I think it's quite good, but for episodes each being... Oh, I was going to say five minutes, but that's including credits. Each being three minutes. It's a fun, entertaining thing which you can just watch whenever you want. And, yeah. Now I'm going to say my opinions on the revealed lineup of the Thunderbolts team. So to start off with, both Yelena and Valentina are in it, and that's as I expected at all. Valentina doesn't really mm-hmm. probably count be I expected Valentina and Elena to be in it, and I'm happy about both of them, because I think they're both good characters. The uh, US agent, a.k.a. John Walker, is also in it, but, yeah, it's expected, but I just don't like him that much. I find him a bit boring. And it will be interesting to see how he interacts with mm-hmm. another one of the characters. The next is, well, are two people I'm very happy are in it, because I was worried that they wouldn't return. And so first up is Ghost. When we last saw her, she was being helped by Janet at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. But we don't know what happened to her during the blip and afterwards. So yes. And also Taskmaster from Black Widow. Who is awesome in the comics. And was bit, she was a bit disappointing in the film in my opinion. But yeah, so I really hope that they like make Taskmaster a better character in the movies and do the comic character some justice. Yep. Next is Bucky Barnes for Winter Soldier, which I'm quite confused about because at the end of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, he had just reformed and he the whole point of the show was him he was stopping being the Winter Soldier. So I'm confused about why he's coming back. So, also, yeah, I don't really like him that much. I kind of hope that either he retires or dies by the end, 
because I don't really see why he would be in the team or anything. But it will be interesting to see how he interacts with US agent given that they both hate each other. Next is another unexpected one, which I'm not sure how I feel about, and that's Red Guardian. He'll definitely be funny, and it will be fun having him and Yelena on a team together. But I'm not really sure why he would be there, and yeah, unless he was captured by the government and then forced to work for them. But that would just be some comic relief. And now for people I'm sad aren't in it. Well, as far as we know. Agatha Harkness isn't in it. I'm disappointed about that, because there's now no magic user or anything. It was kind of expected. Because, yeah, she'll probably turn up somewhere else as she is getting her own show. Abomination isn't going to be in it, which I'm disappointed about. Because I was hoping he'd be in it to provide big muscle and Hulk level strength. But, like, how he's... The direction in She-Hulk that he's going kind of makes sense that he wouldn't join an evil team. And now for somebody who I was really, really, really hoping to be in it, because they set it up, and who I'm super annoyed that isn't in it, and that's Baron Zemo. It literally ended uh, Falcon and Soldier with him in prison, where lots of the other prisoners probably are. And in that show it also revealed his Baron Zemo mask from the comics and just set him up to be the leader of Thunderbolt's team. And they're not using him. I just hope that he is in the movie secretly or and or like plays a role in it somehow. And maybe by the end of the movie that he becomes the new leader of the team. I just really, really want that to happen. Yes, it will be the Thunderbolts is gonna be an interesting movie. It will probably be quite fun, but also it will have some really cool fight scenes. As most of the team are super soldiers of some sort. The current release date for the Thunderbolts movie is 26th of July 2024. So unfortunately, we've got quite a long time to wait. Just before I do a review and breakdown of the Secret Invasion trailer, I'm going to give you a bit of information on what happens in the comics. The event starts when it turns out that the character called Electra had been replaced by a Skrull, and then nobody had known she was a Skrull, so everybody starts getting suspicious of everybody, and nobody trusts anyone. The whole kind of thing is about working out who's a scroll and who isn't. For example, uh, Jessica Drew, aka Spider-Woman, had been replaced by the Skull Princess, or Queen, I'm not sure, called Varanki. And other people who are impersonated by scrolls include Beast, Thor, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, Emma Frost, Captain America, Wolverine, and much, much more. A key part includes when Reed Richards and... Hank Pym have just discovered a way to identify the shape-shifting skulls and find out who's a skrull and who isn't. Then Hank Pym reveals himself to be a skrull and shoots Reed Richards. In the final battle, all of the skrulls who were imperson- or everyone who was impersonated by a skrull comes back and fights all of the skrull versions of himself and it's just a massive battle between skrulls and superheroes. 
And at the end of it, Varanki is shot by Norman Osborn, who you might know as Green Goblin, but at this point he was not Green Goblin, he was just Norman Osborn. Because of this, mm-hmm. the storyline ends with Norman Osborn replacing Tony Stark as the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the comics. And he changes the name to Hammer. In the MCU, the show will probably be very different, but it will include the key parts of Skrulls invading Earth and nobody knowing who who's a Skrull and who isn't. Now for the breakdown of the Secret Invasion trailer, which I just watched in 0.25 speed. Or, yeah, quarter speed. It starts with what looks like Nick Fury returning to Earth, looking very grizzled and different from the last time we saw him, and then going to speak with Maria Hill in a bar, and it seems like they haven't seen each other for years. Then you see Nick Fury visiting James Road, aka War Machine, and asking him how much he knows about his security detail. Personally, I think that James Road is going to be a Skrull in this, because he's the kind of character who would be a Skrull, in my opinion. And he has an important government job, which would be very valuable to the Skrulls. Then you see CIA agent uh, Everett E. Ross, who was in Black Panther and is going to be in Con Forever, before also seeing a woman taking a gun out of, or out of a safety deposit box or something. And in the comics, was, if I'm correct, was a gun which turned people back into scrolls, or at least I think that gun might be able to do that. Nick Fury and who I think is Talison, human form breaking into someone before the trailer, I mean into somewhere before the trailer shows, a woman who you'll see later in the trailer, and another man in what looks like a place with lots of dead bodies. Then, Talos, well I think it's Talos, tells Nick Fury, or it seems like he's telling Nick Fury to be careful, but he might be telling it to someone else, before it cuts to a scene where Talos grabs someone, and then everybody else in the room turn, stands up and turns into that person. So, yeah, that looks like it's going to be a very cool scene. Next, there's explosions, and you see the woman who was in the basement going into a room where it looks like an interrogation is happening, and getting some sort of needle, which I think might be able to check if someone's a scroll or something. So, but, personally, I think that that lady is a Skrull, and I'll explain why later. The reason is, you see her and Nick Fury talking in what looks like a library or an office, and she has a British accent, which means she's probably a villain, and I think she might be the head of maybe England's equivalent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that would also be a very beneficial position for Skrull. Next, you see Rhodey walking down some stairs looking important, Maria Hill holding a gun and pointing it somewhere, like, and she's underground, well, it looks like she's underground in a tunnel, and then you see Nick Fury by what looks like a well, and there's a crow squawking in the trees near him. Finally, you see the DODC, Department of Deafness Control, who were in Spider-Man, uh, Homecoming, uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, 
Miss Marvel and also She-Hulk l- opening a box which looks like it contains something important. A young woman walking into a place which looks scientific and secrety, but there's some sort of fusion experimental going on there, and it looks very similar to Doc Ock's thing from Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire for seeing the girl, well, young woman, walking with a gun. And so I think she's an agent, and I think she's also a Skrull. Because why not? And the next important thing you see is a car being escorted by lots of cars and police bikes and other protection. So it's probably the president's car or somebody else's, or somebody else's important car. And it gets, well, a helicopter shoots a missile at it and it, like, flips over. And either Nick Fury is in the helicopter shooting at the car because the person in it is probably a squirrel, or the squirrels are in the helicopter and trying to kill whoever is in the car. The trailer ends with a less grizzled Nick Fury who actually has an eye patch on, because I forgot to mention he's not really wearing an eye patch for any of the other things. I think that this is going to be a scroll and pass of Nick Fury, and that sometimes he'll find duplicates of himself, and will be duplicates of, ca- of other. Basically, it's going to be super confusing. You're not going to know who's a scroll and who isn't, and you might see more. But yeah, it's going to be very confusing, and in my opinion, it's going to be very, very fun. Thank you. <laughs> Also revealed at the D23 Expo was Marvel's first Halloween special, and probably last, Wealth by Night. In the comics, Wealth by Night is a man called Jack Russell, who can con- who's a wealth, but he can control his transformations, except for at- when there's a full moon, and in that case, he can't control his trans- transformations, and he goes a bit wild. The trailer suggests that it's going to be in black and white, and it looks like it might be a 15 in the UK because it's got some like gory parts, but yeah, I'm not sure what rating it's going to be. It's going to be in Disney+, Plus, and some characters appearing in it are a monster hunter called Elsa Bloodstone, as well as a really important character in Marvel Comics who is called the Man-Thing, and it's basically, in the comics, a swamp monster that guards the nexus of all realities. Wealth by Night will seemingly be basically where lots of hunters are trapped in a mansion and, like, its grounds, and one of them is a wealth, but they don't know who, and then they can only escape if they find the wealth and kill him. That's what it seems is going to happen. Also, at one point in the trailer, a group of people that look like the TVA appear. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how it's going to be. Seth won't be watching it, but I might, depending... On what age rating is? Oh, actually, no, I probably will watch it anyway just to see how good this is or how bad this is. I've got a feeling it might not turn out well. 
another bit of interesting information from the D23 Expo that is that a character, oh, a character called the leader, who I've mentioned on this podcast previously, is going to be in Captain America 4, New World Order, but I don't think that he'll be the main villain, and if he is, I think he'll be a part part of a group of villains called the Intelligentsia or something from the comics, which includes himself, Modoc, who is going to be an Anvil Wasp Quantumania, if I'm correct, and some other evil scientist villains. I recorded this before She-Hulk episode 6, so if he's appeared in that, I... Yeah, I don't know. But I think that he will appear at some point in She-Hulk, as well as in Captain America 4, and I think that She-Hulk will be his reintroduction for the, to the MCU. And if he is in She-Hulk, then I don't think he'll be captured. I think he'll get away. Now for our random battle, my predictions, Black Widow versus Loki. I predict it's going to be She-Hulk versus Miss Marvel. Well, now let's find out. Spin one. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Contestant one is four. He is probably one. Contestant two is Da-da-da-da-da-da. wasp. Sorry for sorry wasp, but you've got no way to take down four. But she could survive for like. Let's Actually, just no, about... I do have an idea. Yes, go inside him. She goes inside him and then. Gross, like whatever I should have done to Thanos. Basically, Ant Man and the Wasp could technically win in any battle, but well, she could she get inside him? Couldn't he fly and, her while he was? Yeah, and also he was yeah. the god, so she might just like, get crushed which, instead of Gran. Which like part? Which movie are we thinking the from? Uh, like latest version. Latest version, okay. So, so probably yeah, definitely so, yeah. Thor. Sorry, Wasp. Yep. Bye. Four wins. Yeah. Well. That's probably not the last time we're going to say that. But for Will win his m- most battles that he's in. Yeah, he might come again, but... Okay, there are lots of people, though. There's, like, yeah. a six... Like, <laughs> a one in 60 one in 60 chance. chance. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Daily Bugle Podcast, and please be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to receive notifications for our most recent posts. Our next episode will be focused on the characters of Star-Lord and Gamora, and will be the start of a set of episodes where we focus on the Guardians of the Galaxy in pairs. That's all for today, true believers. And good, and good, and good.